Everybody asks why I do what I do. No one understands what they put me through. There now is nothing anyone can do or say. My thoughts finally stop and go away. I start to think again, my thoughts pace. A single tear falls slowly from my face. I start to ask questions like, does anyone care? And if so, then why do they point and stare? Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, creepily cheery girls, insane conspiracy theories, suspiciously injured girls, obsessive compulsives, insane shut-ins, unrequited love, rude texting, and the power of negative thinking. I close my eyes and think of sweet dreams. Maybe tomorrow nothing will be as it seems. Listen to discretion as it must. Episode 125. So Hikikomori, an obsessive compulsive, a stalker, and a suicidal teacher walk into a bar. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. This is your host Zan saying Konnichiwa. Hello! Hope you guys are doing good. It's another fun-filled episode, and as you can guess by the lack of anyone else talking, I am alone again, yes. And also some of you are probably wondering, wait, you're releasing this on a Saturday. Yes, if you remember, 420, which was this Wednesday, was our next installment of the Spark and Movie Reviews Month of Dub. Of course I had to do it on 420. It's like the biggest drug day of the year. But, again, that's neither here nor there. For those who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Spark Inside that provides information and reviews about manga. It's our job to give you a little bit of information about certain titles, tell you how they're written, how the art is, how the character development is, and if they're worth reading or not. You don't have to agree with anything we said, but... I've heard we're a little entertaining, and also, we're pretty inventive. We have a lot of cool gimmicks, and most importantly of all, we try our hardest, and even though we have an erratic release schedule, we're entertaining. Uh, either way. Yeah, it's been kind of a long week besides 420, been working hard, DK's 
doing whatever, Cal's doing whatever, Belchan's doing something, and the rest of my co-hosts have all disappeared magically. Don't know where they all are. I mean, Zoro's all set. He's psyched to see Fast Five and see uh, Thor in a couple weeks. He's like, we're going to see that. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. And it's definitely going to be worth watching. Definitely. And I know that the opening was a little bit of a downer, but hey, it's an emo episode, you know? It's pretty fucking emo. It is, well, the, the manga in question is a little emo. But, again, that's neither here nor there. So, remember you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com. Or if you want to send any personal emails, threats, or complaints, I'm at zan, that's X-A-N, at spirekin.com. You can email me and I'll get back to you as soon as I go through our very diverse and very big email list. We have a lot of emails, a lot of junk mail, a lot of notes from different publishers. Pretty interesting. But, again, we're getting off topic a little bit. So, you can also call us at 206-350-8462. Any voicemails you leave, we will play it on air. There's some really good ones, and, hey, keep the voicemail line alive. It's a pretty good number. I like it a lot. I mean, someone said, hey, you should get a Google Voice, but... I was like, eh, maybe we'll get a Google Voice, but then we have to attach it to the email, and then it's a whole fucking mess. But either way. Again, getting off topic, we're on our Twitter under Spirekin, where I release all whenever we release a new episode. And if you have Facebook, Spirekin Manga Review Group. All this information is in our show notes and on our business cards, which we do have. We will be going to the Sakura Matsui on the 30th, which is next week. So that's going to be fun. It's going to be almost all of us. It's going to be Deke. Kurado, Timbo, Cal is still in Japan. He should be coming back next week, so we'll see what happens. I actually do have an update of his little adventure. He sent me an email finally, but it's so grossly rough, I gotta edit it. So we'll get it eventually, and then I'll release it, and you can hear all of his wonderful and great adventures in Japan. Again, neither here nor there. And, oh, remember, we're gonna be at Anime Next, and we will also be going to New York Comic Con. Hopefully we'll have a panel. I submitted a couple, including our 12 Reasons Why Kentura Mirai Will Never Finish with Berserk. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But, either way, I've been babbling long enough, I think. Yes. So, let's get on with the business at hand. And we actually have a lot of news, so let's get on with it. So, our first bit of news is anime news, but it's pretty cool. Now, for those who don't know, Funimation has become the new gorilla in the room. They control most anime. It used to be Viz was the big gorilla, but now it's Funimation. And Funimation has picked up a new series. It's going to be coming out in 2012. It's a little series, most of you have never heard of, called Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt. I know it's anime news, not manga news, but the series is completely and utterly fucking insane. If you think that there's a formula for two episodes, then they throw that out the fucking window. It's like watching Excel Saga plus Ren and Stimpy. It's got body humor, it's got... They go through every single Warface. If you haven't seen this series yet, where have you been under a rock? It's inventive and different. I highly recommend it. Checking out, and when it comes out, definitely buy it. This is like Dorara level of awesome. But, again, enough of this. Now, the big story, which I've been trying to avoid, but I'm going to get it first. Okay? Now, for those who don't know, there are five companies which currently release manga ever since CMP went under. You have Viz... Dark Horse, Delray slash Kodansha, you have Vertical, and you also have one other company. I mean, there's other little companies, but those are the big five. Last one is Tokyo Pop. Now, for those who don't know, Tokyo Pop was a company, well, they originally were Mix Tokyo Pop, then they became Tokyo Pop, and they decided to release the manga done right, 
which means that they released it in the original unflipped format, which you read right to left. They're the ones who kind of initiated it. They also put those really shitty notes explaining the honorifics in the beginning of the manga. And they have a, they had a lot of good series to start off with, but then suddenly Stu Levy appeared. And Stu Levy is the president of the company, and he kind of went fucking crazy and said, we're going to release OELs, and we're going to change things and make it more interesting and market specifically to no one. And release shit like Princess I, written by Courtney Love, and Christina Aguilera's manga, and Star Trek the manga, which I'm surprised was so horrible. And a bunch of other series we've never heard of. Like, the only good one was, I think, uh, the one written by a guy who does uh, Pibochu, who I can't remember. I'll remember later. If you want to correct me, sparkin at gmail.com. But it was one of the only good OELs they had. And the, the Twilight manga, which they released, which is a fucking travesty. But after years of being under the tyranny of CEO Stu Levy. Tokyo Pop is going under. Well, the Los Angeles publishing company anyway, because the company is going to close its LA-based North American publishing operations on May 31st. Company's film and European operations will be unaffected by this closure and its office in Hamburg, Germany will continue to handle global rights sales for the company. A representative of Stu Levy informed us that Tokyo Pop will announce the future of specific titles and other releases in the coming weeks. This is kind of good and kind of bad, because on the one hand, Ding Dong Stu Levy's dead. Stu Levy's dead. Stu Levy's dead. But, I mean, he's not dead. He's gone and done with. But, what am I going to say? I mean, it's the end of an era. I mean, Tokyo Pop had a lot of good titles. I mean, yes, they had shitty titles. Really shitty titles. But they just released Dead Man Wonderland. What the fuck's going to happen with that? And also, Ratman. That's a really good series. I actually got into it's actually, ironically, on the wheel this week. But there's a, some good series on there. What the fuck are they going to do with it? They've lost the licenses? Are they going to just hoard them? What? Uh, well, we're going to have to wait to see, but... Looks like we're out another manga publisher. Hopefully things will get better. I don't know. Okay, so on to other news. Now, there's two series we reviewed over time. One of them, called Rave, which I which was reviewed by Deke way back in the awesome and super powerful... Go Mazinger episode and Fairy Tale, both written by Hiro Mashima. And you can see that they both have very similarities, and they technically take place in the same universe, right? No, you're kind of confused. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is that Kodansha's magazine special has decided to make a crossover between two series. So if you like Haru and you like Natsu, they will meet each other for the first time. Well, actually, they're not the main characters because. The premise of this crossover one-shot is that Natsu and Haru disappear, and the female leads are going to be trying to find them, and they're going to work together. It's kind of cool, because I did like Fairy Tale. It was very different. I thought that Natsu was a little bit stereotypical main character, but he was fun to watch. And Haru, well, Haru's Haru. He's got the Ten Commandments sword. So it's going to be cool to see Lucy and, um, what the hell was main female character's name? Fight bait would know because he had fantasies about her. But I'll remember later. But yes, so they're going to be working together and it should be, well, I wonder how it's going to be. Either way, done battling. Alright, we have one more bit of news and this one is a little bit uh, sedate. Now, as of June, Hisei Iwaka is ending her Saturn Apartments manga. Now, for those who don't know, Saturn Apartments is currently being released, if I remember correctly, by Vertical Inc. And it's about a future where Earth is now a nature reserve, and all humans live in this really big ring which is circling around the Earth. And 
you know, they're not allowed to leave, and you got the higher levels where the rich live and the poor live in the lower levels. And our main character, Mitsu, his life kind of sucks. His father disappeared, well, he died in a weird accident, and he has no one. He lives alone, he went to school, and he's decided to inherit his father's job right out of middle school. And what was his father's job? He washed all the windows in this giant ring. I know, it sounds retarded, it's about window washing, but it's a pretty intriguing story. It's got a lot of human elements in it, and most importantly of all, it's got a very unique style of drawing. Characters look kind of squat, but it gives it a storybook feel to it. Uh, well, we'll talk more about that whenever we roll it. It's actually on one of our future lists, I think. I gotta look through these papers. But that's it with the news, I know. One really big news that I really didn't cover well, and the rest are kind of whatever. So, we'll get on with it. So, of course, you don't want to hear me babble and say get on with it so many times. So, let's talk about what we're here for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The manga review of this episode. And yes, if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I spun the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated out to me that I'd be reviewing a manga which is, well... It's kind of fucking absurd, I'm not going to lie. It's strange and unusual and absurd. It's written by Koji Kameda. It's currently being released by Kodansha slash Delray. And it came out in 2005, still coming out. There are 23 volumes. And there are three TV series, two OVAs, and an insane following to this series. Yes, it's pretty popular, just a little bit. And what is this manga we speak of? Well, it is called... Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. The power of negative thinking. Yes, it is about a teacher. It's another teaching manga, and this one is completely absurd, and it's very satirical. But we'll find out about that in a bit. So let's get on with my review of Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. Now, first off, I must admit the actual printing is very well done. It's The cover itself is done on a nice, non-glossy paper that gives it this very, not rustic, but... It's got a very Japanese traditional feel to it. It's got a nice watermark on the back, and it has an elegant feel to it. And especially with the main character who wears a kimono, it fits very well. I mean, because the glossy cover would have made it look just garish. It, it just has a nice release to it. And I like that Kodansha did a good job with this. I think that it works really well. I mean, yes, when you open up it does have the honorifics, but... That's kind of important in this series, especially with, as we said, the main character is Japanese. And there's a lot of little nods and jokes about Japan in general and the climate and whatnot. And you need to know some of the honorifics to understand it. But, so let's get on with what this manga is about now. It actually opens up with an interesting quote by Henry B. Steadhale, who's from France in 1783 to 1842. But, it says, a very small degree of hope is sufficient to create the birth of love. Wait, what does this have to do with the manga? Well, it's kind of the overview of the first character we meet. Who's this young girl, short hair, in a squirrel girl outfit, and she's in the middle of a cherry blossom grove. So you see all these cherry blossom trees around her, and she's just walking around, smiling, loving the day. It's a beautiful spring day. And as she walks in, she sees a guy hanging himself in traditional kimono. And you're like, okay, that's a good way to open up a manga. And she immediately jumps up and says, no, don't do it! She ends up pulling on this guy. It looks like he's actually... The noose is tightening around his neck. And he's struggling, struggling, struggling. The noose breaks. He lands on the ground. And immediately he's like, What if I had died? 
And we're off to a great start. And immediately, I know, last time we talked about a character who tried to hang himself last time in My Lovable Fatty, so it's a little bit of an interesting repeat. But he's trying to catch his breath, catch his breath, and he's like, oh my god, I couldn't die again. What the fuck's wrong with this? And he's like, why'd you stop me, little girl? And she's like, but wait, you, 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 you just said, what if I had died? Completely saying, I don't want to die, but I do want to die. I don't want to die. She's a little confused, and he's like, I'm... Why do you do that? I'm a worthless human being. I have no faith in Japan or the society or anything going on. And she's like, well, since you were hanging from the Pink Young Company president, I just thought you were trying to make yourself taller. And he, he's like, what the... F- what, do, what are you talking about? It's like, you can't do it. It's a beautiful spring day. And there's no way anyone would ever want to commit suicide. I mean, because it's the time when new beginnings happen and love blossoms, and everything is all good. And also, if you try to kill yourself, Pink Gabriel won't forgive you. And he's like, wait, wait, who's Pink Gabriel? And she pointed at one of the cherry blossom trees and says, that's Pink Gabriel. It's because his branches look like angel wings, so he's Pink Gabriel. And the one over there, that one's Pink Daimyao, the great demon king. And that one over there is Pink Udame. And the one you try to kill yourself with is Pink Young Company President. He's like... And then she points to the garbage can and says, And this is the treasure chest for all the free people! So immediately as I'm reading this, I'm like, Okay, this girl is completely fucking crazy! She's very... But she's very positive, though. She must have that... Always look on the bright side of life... (laughs) Type of mentality. And so that's kind of a nice thing. This main character seems a little depressed right now. And she's wondering, Wait, wait, what should I call you, though? Because you... Because I don't know your name... She doesn't say, hey, what's your name? She's like, I'm going to call you something. And how about I call you Pink Commander? He's like, well, you can't change my name like that. It's, it's, you just can't name things as yourself. I mean, you need cash to get naming rights. You know, like when you get ballparks or when you buy a new stadium, they pay. That's why you have places like Yahoo Stadium and Citibank Field and all these other odd named places. And he's like, it's about money, money, money. And so she says, well, fine, I'll give you 50 yen. Can I change your name now? He's like, oh, why are you saying this? This is, this is insane. And he gets even more depressed talking about how it's hopeless, that life is hopeless and whatnot. And she's like, come on, there's no way anyone can think of killing themselves. And he's like, well, what do you think I was doing? He's like, you're trying to make yourself taller. Uh-huh. Really? Trying to make yourself... T- how... Okay, this girl's obviously in denial. She makes the point that her mother and her father both tried making themselves taller. And you see pictures of her as a little girl watching her parents hang themselves. I wonder why they tried to fucking hang themselves. This girl's crazy. And you see the reason why is... She says whenever he fell on hard times, he tried to grow taller. You know, layoffs, bankruptcy, debts. And... He just... Is like doesn't understand so he's like hey where would you if you wanted to grow taller where would you go and she's like well I'd go to the base of Mount Fuji I think that'd be the best for you so he runs off and so we've had the meeting of the guy who looks at everything negatively and the girl who looks at everything positively and this is a very integral meeting to this series and so it zooms to the next day and she is in her class just sitting there going (laughs) being awesome nice door opens showing the new teacher and guess who it is? It's Hangy Guy, the guy who's trying to hang himself. 
And she's like, oh my god, hi, Pink Commander, how are you doing today? And he's like, oh god, it's a crazy girl, what, what the fuck are you doing in here? And all the teachers are like, wait, he's, his name's Pink Commander? What type of fucking name is it? He's like, no, 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 here's the deal, I am your new teacher. And he writes his name, like in most Japanese, vertically down, saying, Nozumo Itoshiki. And he's like, my name is the worst name a human being can have. And if you read Japanese, which we don't, they actually explain in exposition... That the characters say unlucky in finances, little luck with family, or anything else. It's pretty much a very, like, Mr. Misfortune almost. And he's like, I gotta change my name or something else. And so Crazy Girl's like, wait, 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 I know what you can do. If you put a character in between, you can change it, like, put a star in the middle. And so she puts a star in the middle of his name and says, now my name says Horus Sonata. Okay, well, what if we try modernizing it? She raises it and she puts on and puts the at symbol. It's like, what? So now my name's a email name? Come on! It's like, well, fine. What if we write this horizontally? And so she writes the name horizontally and actually changes the meaning of the word. I didn't know that. I thought that it just was the same vertically or horizontally, but no. In Japanese names, the way you write it, it actually could change the meaning. So that was very interesting. And it turns out that his name actually translates to. Zatsubo, which means despair. So his name is Mr. Despair. He's like, oh god, why are you doing this? And so he runs off screaming, doesn't come back till the next day, and he tried killing himself again. And so we've been introduced to the main character, who is Zatsubo Sensei. And he is depressed, really depressed. And so he is now in charge of a group of school kids. You're probably wondering, what, how could this manga go if he's just a depressed guy? Is it like Onizuka, where he's going to change the evil class ways? Or like Goku-san, where she was a mob boss who was in charge of a class? No, that's not it at all. He's just in charge of an eccentric fucking class of crazy people. He does things like they have to write down a career path. Like, you have to write down four things you aspire to be for a test. He's like, fine, this isn't going to work. You're never going to amount to anything. So here's what you're going to do. You write things that you can't amount to be. Nothing you ever could be. Things that you know that you're never going to be, ever. And, surprisingly, this actually works in his benefit because his boss is like, your class is the most motivated class I've ever seen. They all want to be things like doctors and teachers. But there's one girl, turns out it's the crazy girl, who said she wanted to be God. And you're like, okay, she's crazy. Because he says things that you can never aspire to be. So you're already perplexed by this. And the manga goes on to introduce some of the female and characters and male characters who are in the class and without going too far into it you have of course the girl who is crazy Kafuka Foren the super positive girl and she's kind of his foil but over time you start to get the impression that maybe she's faking it that there's something really wrong with her like she actually is depressed or there's some deep dark secret she has but you next have the Hikikomori girl Kiri Komori and she's just a girl who is really just she's a hikikomori. She doesn't want to leave her house, and so Zaitsubo Sensei and Super Positive Girl show up at her house and freak her out. And so she becomes a different kind of shut-in. She actually becomes a school shut-in. So she never leaves the school. She stays in a room and she never leaves. She likes the Super Sensei. Says, I'm going to put her name on my double suicide list. So when I want to kill myself, maybe she'll die with me. Next, you have the Stalker Girl. This girl, she ended up stalking a bunch of people, and that was her rep. She, like, would change her picture and change her face for her boyfriends. And eventually, Zatsubo-sensei kind of endears herself to him. So it turns out that she is stalking him. But then, someone else stalks her. Her The boyfriend that she left for him is stalking her. Then his ex-girlfriend is stalking him. It turns this really huge 
thing about unrequited love, and it's pretty odd. So, next girl you have is you have a girl in his class who is just, well, she's injured all the time. She's always in bandages. You wonder what the hell's going on with her. And it looks like she's possibly a domestic dis- abuse case. You know, her father or mother are beating her. We don't know. And meanwhile, he's like, I'm going to find out what's going on. I'm going to go follow her father, see where he's going. And so he ends up getting, turning the whole town against him and he abuses his daughter. Don't let him buy anything. And they come up with these weird ideas. Like, first off, he sees the guy's going to buy a frying pan. So he thinks, oh gosh, he's going to hit her over the face with a frying pan. So he tells the store owner, listen, he beats his daughter with a frying pan. And so no one will sell him a frying pan. So then he goes into a bicycle shop. In the bicycle shop, he sees that the guy's going to buy a bike pump. He's like, oh, God, he's going to inflate her. What the hell? And so he tells the shop manager that. So they don't want to sell. And this goes on and on. Things as absurd as, you know, an eraser to erase her body or a bunch of strawberry 100s, Ichigo 100s, which ironically is a nice plug for the manga. He says she's going to make her carry it or these other ridiculous things. It actually turns out that she is a tail fetishist. She likes pulling on tails. And she has a collection of tails on a wall. And there's some interesting ones, including tigers and Pikachus and other things. And that's why she gets injured, because you don't pull a, a tiger's tail and it without it getting pissed off at you. But she does it. She works at the zoo, and they all like her, and they're nice to her. It's very just perplexing. But it's funny at the same time. You know, the next character you have is you have the typical transfer student with blonde hair, but this one turns out to be multiple personality case. One personality is a demure Japanese girl. The other one is a girl who just constantly says, I'll sue you for looking at me. Kind of fucking annoying. Then you have the one girl who's the texter. She's the only way she communicates is through texting. She's really just a crazy. Like, she's rude and mean, because she never talks in class, but when you get her on a phone, she's like, hey, dumbass, will you just shut up and get in new clothes? Do something like that. And eventually they kind of figure out their stuff with her. You have the class rep who's obsessive-compulsive, and she's constantly like, everything has to be perfectly fine! Everything has to be perfectly symmetrical! I can't describe it. I mean, there's other characters introduced. Um, There's one girl who's... She bought her school ID from a homeless guy, so she's technically an illegal immigrant, and she grabs garbage and other things, and there's one girl who wants attention. That's like, I haven't been to school for three days. I haven't done this. Or, I'm gonna try all these things to make myself be different, and they classify her as the normal girl. It's... I can't really... I'm, I'm kind of just running through this because, honestly, it's a lot of little sight gags and a lot of other little descriptions which you have to read to understand, and there's a lot of... It just goes on basic concepts, and it goes with it. Like, he goes on a tangent about how that they can steal all your money because they use if you use your uh, your subway pass, if you scan it, they can steal all your information and they'll take your credit card. So he's gonna throw it all away anyway, so they can't get his money. It's, I mean, it's a very popular series, and I can understand part of the reason why. It's like a, it's kind of a harem, but not really. But I don't know. It just something seems a little off about it. I could be, I could be wrong. I mean, one of the things that kind of drives me nuts is there's a lot of, you know, the matte painting where they have the, they use like Photoshop fill to get some of the designs, and it's a little aggravating. I mean, the art is alright. It's very clean. It's You can see it's obviously computer drawn. It wasn't drawn by hand. Lines are too perfect. And that could be a detriment because if you like the old art style, if you like the more me- mechanical look, you may enjoy it. I don't know. It just, it seems like it's missing something. The store itself, not bad. I want to see where it goes on, but I don't think I am going to pursue it. And for that reason, I'm going to actually have to give this a... Give him your 
Crazy Aunt Muriel. Okay, but forgettable. I mean, it's got a nice hook. I've never seen a depressed main character before like this. I mean, of course, there's Shinji. But Shinji never tried to kill himself multiple times a chapter. This guy does. Then he fails every time. He says, why are you trying to kill me? Like I said, I really can't describe just how absurd this manga is. It's absurd, but it's satirical at the same time. And I'd say just check it out. I mean, I know that Manga Pulse hated on this manga. They said, oh, this is retarded. But it's not that bad. It's not that great either. It's okay. I still don't understand why it's so popular. I may have to watch the TV series to understand it, but uh, we'll see. One thing I do know is that his brother, who's a doctor, is named Dr. Death. That's actually the translation of his name when he put it together. But, again, getting off topic. So yeah, I give it a give me a crazy mirror, okay, but forgettable. Could be better, could be worse. Guess that's it for this episode. I know it's a little short, I know it's not as bantery and as fun as when I have a co-host on, but hey, that's how it always is. I gotta start pumping them out and be more strong, because me waiting for my co-host to show up never works out. So I'm gonna just... You're gonna have a lot more back to the old format with just me, but hey, people still like me. I give you information, I think. So, with that in mind, remember, you can check us out at You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com or zan at spirekin.com. You can call us at 206-350-8462 and all this information is in the show notes. And also remember, we are on fightbait.com. I co-host occasionally on some of his shows, but we're actually being hosted over there now. So if you can't find us on Sparkin.com, check us out at fightbait.com. And so with that in mind, I guess that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no suit. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned one manga to each of the slots. So that makes ten mangas to this wheel. What we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga on whatever number it lands on. That's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review. <sighs> I know. It's all one really deep breath. Really deep breath. But I think it's worth it because it's the best part of the show. This part I have the most fun with, actually. Because I work really hard on making these lists as good and as interesting as I can. Because most people think, oh, he just, he fudges it. Actually, no. What I do is I actually make, I use that huge list of compiled manga. And then I actually will just go and get the list together. Then I'll spin it. And then it takes me a week or so to find the manga and do whatever I can with it. But you guys are probably bored with this. So either way, let's spin and see what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. And we got some nice titles on here. I just hope it's not number one. Of course, I had to say it. I had to fucking say it, didn't I? I had to say I didn't want number one. Spun number one. Damn it! So, I guess in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, I am reviewing Black Butler. Yep, so I am reviewing Black Butler in the next episode of the Spark and Long Review, episode 126. So I guess that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I, You know I enjoy doing this podcast. I'm still going to do it no matter what. Check out our sister podcast, the Spark and Movie Review, which we release on every... Well, we, we release it in between each episode. I hope you enjoyed the Big Lebowski episode and our final episode of the month of dope is coming out this week so I guess that's just for this episode I'm your host Zahn and we are Gonsville catch you next time and remember keep listening keep sending us emails and hope you enjoy Bye.